Hey everyone, this is Jason Shappert, and you're listening to the Private Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. Hey everyone, Jason Shappert here of M0A.com. Flying at night is the topic. I want to welcome you guys to the Private Pilot Podcast. Thank you, by the way, for helping make the Private Pilot Podcast, now really our, our five podcast series, the Private Pilot Podcast, the Instrument Pilot Podcast, Commercial Pilot Podcast, Flight Instructor or CFI Podcast, and Inspire Aviation earning spots one through five in the aviation category for podcasts. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you for your listenership, your subscriptions, and certainly for your reviews. Today's podcast, by the way, brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, groundschoolacademy.com to check it out. Over 400, 500 plus videos just about now. And Weekly workshops and mock check rides live with myself every Monday night. FAA written test prep boot camps. Uh, just so much great stuff. Not only written test prep, check ride prep, but real world flying you'll find in there. Groundschoolacademy.com to check it out and become a member today. Today's topic is flying at night. And it's a topic that I'm, I'm real passionate about because I believe this is one of the areas the FAA is really lacking in. Here's what I mean. The FAA only requires you to become a private pilot to have three hours of night flying time. Now, I fight with them about the night flying time. I also fight with them about the three hours of simulated hood time. You could have actual time as well, but simulated hood time in there. Because three hours isn't enough. Now, I don't fight with them to make flight train more expensive. I fight with them to make flight train a little bit safer. If you actually do the math on it, I need 10 hours of solo time. I need 20 hours of instruction. That adds up to 30. But they say I need 40 hours total time. So what am I supposed to do in those other 10 hours? Well, they don't really specify. They just assume you're going to get more time than the 40 hours, which we always do for the most part. I've had actually had quite a few ground school members finish around the 40 to 45 hour mark. They follow that, that advice I give of doing all the groundwork first. By the way, if you're an aspiring private pilot and you haven't heard or uh, don't have a copy of our book, The Private Pilot Blueprint, you need to Google that term, Jason Shepard's Private Pilot Blueprint, and order yourself a paperback. It's completely free. All I ask is that you pay shipping. It's everything I wish someone would have told me before I started my flight training. The Private Pilot Blueprint. And those things I talk about in the Private Pilot Blueprint are how can we go above and beyond in an effort to become a safer pilot. Yes, I'm going to pass my written test with flying colors. Yes, I'm going to pass my check ride with flying colors, but... How do I become safe beyond the check ride, beyond these tests that they're giving me? Well, one of the ways I talk about is getting more than the mandatory minimum, the three-hour minimum that the FAA requires you to have. That's what's so important to me. And here's my story, by the way, and this is why I'm so big on this. I was a brand spanking new private pilot. 
And I was flying up to Tallahassee for a meeting from Ocala, Florida, OCF, to Tallahassee, TLH, in the panhandle. Now, those of you familiar with Florida airspace would know in between Ocala and Tallahassee, there's not a whole lot. Picture this with me. There's the Gulf of Mexico on my left. And I, I didn't want to go over the Gulf of Mexico. If you draw a straight line, you'd cut over the Gulf a little bit. I didn't want to do that, so I hugged the coast. And really, there's not a whole lot of population in between where I'm at in central Florida, north of Orlando, in Ocala, and Tallahassee. There's Gainesville and the University of Florida, but much after that, it gets it, it's just woods and national forests and rivers. There's a few little small towns on the way. I went up to Tallahassee, no big deal, landed, everything was going great, but has this ever happened to you? And if it hasn't, it's one of those things that will. My meeting ran long, and it went on, and it went on, and my flight home that was supposed to be a nice, you know, afternoon flight, if anything, at the worst, I'd be, I'd be touching down maybe an hour before sunset, I wasn't really too worried about it. It went so long that I was now departing at sunset from Tallahassee and had a two-hour flight ahead of me. Here I am, a private pilot. The only night I have are the FAA minimum three hours, which is the 10 takeoffs and landings, the night cross country. But keep in mind, those are all dual. I had never flown solo at night before. I had very little solo experience as it was and then a few day cross countries after becoming a private pilot. And I found myself now flying a night cross country solo. To add insult to injury, I was in a fairly new to me airplane. I had just recently got checked out to solo this airplane. I did my entire private pilot in a Cherokee 140 and I switched to a 172 November model. Um, because I was going to do my instrument in it, and it had a 430 and that sort of stuff. Um, uh, or it had an IFR GPS 430, wasn't quite the thing just yet. And I was going to switch to do my instrument in that. So I wasn't very familiar with the airplane. In fact, I remember taking off and trying to figure out how to turn the panel lights on. I remember the GPS screen was so bright, I didn't know how to dim it. I had never been taught these things in my brief one-hour rental checkout because I didn't expect to be flying at night. And then it really hit me. As I'm flying back from Tallahassee to Ocala, of course it's a night where there's no moon. The Gulf of Mexico is now to my right. It is just a black hole. In front of me is just national forest without a light or anything out in front of me. I am flying into a black hole. I had taken about two instrument lessons at that point, and I'm very thankful I had. I remember, I kid you not, the entire two hours, all I was saying to myself was this. Trust your instruments. Trust your instruments. Over and over and over, trust your instruments. Because I remember feeling like I'm banking to the left, but my instruments tell me I'm level. I remember feeling like I'm level, but my instruments show me banking to the right. And just being all over the place in this vertigo and spatial disorientation feels like it's starting to take over. The whole time as I'm flying into this black hole, I'm saying to myself, trust your instruments. And here's the thing. Now, I wasn't doing anything illegal. 
I was a private pilot flying at night. However, what is the definition of instrument flying? The definition of instrument flying is flying without reference to the horizon. And I assure you that night I had no reference to any horizon. And I can see how private pilots and instrument pilots alike get themselves in trouble flying at night. You see, the three hours that you get to earn your private pilot certificate flying at night just aren't good enough. You do 10 takeoffs and landings to a full stop at night, but it's all dual with an instructor. You do one VFR night cross country, but it's with an instructor. And a lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of instructors exercise to the fullest extent that you know, hour before, hour after sunset, sunrise um, argument there for logging their flight time. A lot of times you'll depart and it's really more like dusk. It's not truly dark just yet. They get into the argument of civil twilight and all this sort of stuff for logging flight time. And you could be flying and still it's kind of dusk. You can still kind of see dusk and pitch black looking at a black hole are two totally different things. That's the point I want to get across. And I want to read to you real quick just a very uh, fast synopsis of an accident uh, from an NTSB report here uh, that unfortunately ended in a, in a fatality. And I, you guys who know me, know me well enough that I just, I don't like talking about accidents. I don't like, especially don't like talking about accidents that involve a fatality. But one thing I'm realizing um, that if we don't talk about these accidents, we're doing the pilots that these accidents happen to in injustice by not learning from their situations and learning from their stories. So here's this story. After servicing the airplane with fuel, the pilot departed for the second leg of a cross-country flight. According to radar data and data from onboard the handheld GPS receiver, during the initial climb, the airplane turned right to proceed on course to its destination, but shortly thereafter entered a descending left turn that exhibited significant descent and heading changes, heading change rates and varying ground speeds. The airplane subsequently impacted trees about 560 feet from the airplane's final recorded position, leaving a debris path roughly consistent in the direction velocity with the airplane's known track. This accident, of course, happened during a night cross country. The pilot had 101 hours, 3.9 hours at night. All he had was 0.9, basically an hour more than the FAA minimum. And that's the problem I have with this, that just because you have a private pilot certificate, it allows you to fly at night, solo, with passengers, it doesn't matter. But night flying has a lot more challenges than you could possibly learn in just three hours. So here's my homework to you. 
If you're a current private pilot or an aspiring private pilot, it doesn't matter. Go flying at night with a CFI. I'm talking real night flying. I'm not talking flying at dusk. I'm talking flying when it's truly dark. You're doing your pre-flight in the dark. You're untying the airplane and, and tying the airplane back down when you're done in the dark. Real night flying with a CFI. I want you to study airport lighting. Taxiway lights are what color? What color are the start of the runway lights? What color is the end of the runway? What color are the edge lights on the runway? What color is a civilian beacon at night? Those are the things you should be able to rattle off all the answers to those questions I just asked. And I want you to plan your flights, your cross country specifically, differently. You see, at night... Let me go back a second. At day, I plan my route as direct as possible with the exception, maybe some restricted airspace I may or may not get cleared through. But at night, I don't always plan the most direct route. At night, a lot of times I'll hop from city to city, so I'm constantly at least flying over some lights. I'll follow major interstates and turnpikes and roadways to give me some lights underneath because the other question arises... What happens if I have an engine failure at night? What are my options? My options are so limited. Why cut myself short and take a route like I did, almost hugging the Gulf of Mexico over the National Forest? If I had an emergency, it'd be till you know 10 a.m. till till people even found me, 8 a.m. till they even started looking for me. That's assuming they they found me right away. If I had an accident, I'd be lucky to survive that accident. You've got to plan different routes when doing your cross countries at night. That is your homework. The biggest line item there is get flying at night with a CFI. Get more than the FAA minimum three hours. It will benefit you so greatly and make you a safer, smarter pilot. Listen, if you're an aspiring private pilot or maybe you're a current private pilot or trying to get current as a private pilot, I encourage you to check out our number one rated online ground school, groundschoolacademy.com. Check it out. Become a member to get today. Listen, thank you so much for all you guys do. If there's anything myself or this great team here at m0a.com can do this week to help make you a safer, smarter pilot please 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 don't hesitate to reach out guys enjoy the rest of your day and most importantly remember that a good pilot is always learning have a great day guys see ya